Ask me how fucking salty I am right now that I just thought I recorded like 17 minutes of something and it didn't save. Pissed. I'm pissed. I must have said fuck it because I don't, like I'm, I'm lacking motivation right now, seriously. And it took me like forever to get the fifth episode out because when I was just about finished editing the fourth episode there i side note i record my episodes at work when i have free time and nothing's going on so (laughs) that's another reason why i'm not telling you who this is because like i don't need people to know that i'm recording this at work during the work day on the clock whatever but anyway there was a fire an electrical fire in my office and i work for my dad and he was on vacation and that week just started disastrous my computer blew up and the hard drive crashed and had to get that fixed so there are all kinds of shit going wrong at this point and then this happens and i'm like when else would this happen it it would never happen when someone else is here only when i'm by myself so i thought that this was coming like the smoke well let me back up i heard a loud pop noise and then i saw smoke pouring out of what I thought was coming from the vent in the conference room. And when I tell you that the entire office filled up with smoke, like there was smoke pouring out. And I don't know why it took me like a solid minute to register what was going on because I heard the pop first and then I started to like smell something and then the smoke started pouring out. So who would you call when there's a fire? Uh, I don't know. 911 would be your first uh, logical decision. First person you should call. I call my dad. He's on vacation. I'm like, dad, the whole office is filling up with smoke. What do you think I should do? He's like, uh, get off the phone with me and call 911. Okay. So I call 911 and they're asking me what's going on. The dude, the dispatcher dude, I wanted to like scream at him because he kept repeating the office address back to me incorrectly and I'm like are you fucking listening this is the address you know this is what we're located near in case they can't find it they're gonna find it whatever like they will be able to find it just stop repeating back the wrong information to me the dude was a dick he sounded like he was 12 too so he probably was just like maybe it was his first day at work so if it was I'm sorry but anyway, he goes, is there a fire alarm? And I'm like, no, there's no fire alarm in this office building. Yes, there's a fucking fire alarm. So he was like, you need to go back into the building and pull the fire alarm. It's just just two stories. So we're up on the second floor. So I was like, okay, I'm down near the main entrance. This is a moment I feel like every middle school to high school age kid waits for is like when they can pull the fire alarm and they're not doing it just for fun and they're going to get in trouble. Like, I was allowed to. They were like, we're telling you to pull the fire alarm. So I put my hand on that shit and I turned 13 in that moment. I pulled it, yanked on the thing and the alarm goes off. It's fucking loud as shit. And he's like, can you get into the building and get everyone out? And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Uh, 
although the fire has not spread to the first floor, you want me to go back in the building, even though the fire alarm's going off, to try to get people out of the building. If they're not going to come out of the building when the fire alarm's on, that is not my problem. So I was like, no, I'm not going back in the building. So slowly, people start coming out. The front of the building, there are entrances to each space from outside. And the other ones, you have to actually go into the building and up the stairs and the suites are up there. Like, it's a little weird. But people were, like, peeking out the door like it wasn't anything to worry about. And I'm like, no, like, it's not a drill. And they're like, oh, no, it's probably... I'm like, listen, I pulled the fire alarm. I called 911. There's a fire in our office. So we need to, like, get out of the building. And everyone just, like, stood right on the entryway to the building. I'm like, maybe you should, like, step away from the building. (laughs) Just saying. So when I tell you every fire company from every local town was here, there were eight different fire companies at our building and the cops. And I was like, oh my God, honestly, I was like a little bit embarrassed because I think people thought maybe I was like overreacting to what was going on, but I'm like, okay, for your own safety, just thank me. So since I told them that I thought smoke was coming from the air conditioner vent, they pretty much concentrated on that area. I get that. They did go up into the unit and they said that they did find like burnt debris in the HVAC unit, which in itself is obviously showing that there's some kind of um, situation up there that needs to be cleaned and it's smoke hazard or fire hazard, whatever. They just, I guess, didn't really look at anything else in the office. So I'm like, okay, so that, that was like the verdict by the time they left. The office wasn't really badly damaged or anything. There was just some like soot and smoke and stuff and it smelled for a while and apparently it still smells in here but I don't smell it probably because I'm here every day but if you didn't work in this space and you came in for the first time you would probably be like oh god it smells like shit. So I guess when the firefighters came in they were fucking with the um, thermostat in here and they told the cops that it was on like emergency heat mode and I was like listen I know that my ass did not have that on heat I have it on like 68 in here every day and if I really needed it to be warmer I have a space heater in my office okay I never turn the heat on in here we turned the heat on once and it smelled like a dead animal like there's a dead animal in that vent and it just sits up there marinating all year until you need to put on the heat so we never put it on like don't try to blame this on me but anyway a couple days goes by all the chaos has subsided and my dad's back into the office after vacation and he's in the conference room which is the room where everything started and he goes to an outlet on the floor and he has these like lights plugged in that he uses for inspections and one of them is completely melted burnt the carpet's burnt and melted there's soot up the wall I didn't see it because why would I have gone in there like after the fact like they that they told me that's what happened blah blah whatever this fire did not come from the HVAC unit a light blew up and caught on fire and literally melted to the floor and you're trying to tell me that the firefighters didn't check every outlet in this motherfucker just to make sure it was still plugged in that could have been way worse it could have caught on fire on the weekend when no one was here just it could have been way worse than it was and honestly i felt a little bit better knowing that there wasn't something that was about to blow up in our hvac unit when i came back into the office but then i was like "Ooh, if you can't rely on people to do their job that is a little bit concerning 
So that is what was going on. Uh, literally was just almost done editing the last episode when that all started happening. Like my computer, my microphone was sitting out on my desk. Like when the firefighters came in here, I'm outside and I'm like, fuck, my MacBook is on my desk. God damn it. Like they're probably like, what the hell was this girl doing in here? I was like, sorry, I was leaving my last will because I was going to set this motherfucker on fire. Now what? What the hell? So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry sorry that it took me so long to get this episode out but you know what I'm just lacking motivation like I said and oh sometimes I'm like I love my job I really do like rarely do I wake up in the morning and I'm like dragging my feet not wanting to go to work but sometimes I just wish I could win the lottery and I'm sure a lot of people feel like that because who the fuck wouldn't want to win the lottery? I love when people are like, yeah, if I won the lottery, I would still work every day at my minimum wage paying job and I would just continue to live the way I am and I would save the money. You're save the money. I mean, you, if you won the, the mega million, you will probably die before you spend all that money. So like quit your job and just stop trying to be modest. Like, oh, well, I'll be bored. No, you won't be bored because you'll have so much money. You can literally do whatever you want. But anyway, other people who wish they could win the lottery are influencers because they're so fucking lazy that they only want to sit at home and post on Instagram and make money. So basically most big influencers, you'll see, they sell like the skinny tea or the sugar bear hair gummies that definitely don't make your hair grow. Like just drink some fucking water and eat good. And and when they post these products, they act like they work and people see these really popular influencers or famous people promoting these products and they're like oh well they use it so it works and I'm like no 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 honey honey they've got uh three foot long extensions in their hair and they have a personal trainer so that's why they look good and also they get plastic surgery people fall for anything though they'll be like oh I need to buy that so they'll be like okay buy this and you know they give you a promo code and I guess every single time that someone uses a promo code they make money so for the really famous people they're probably, you know, making some good extra money aside from famous people like the Kardashians who post shit, just regular like influencers. They're probably making a pretty good amount of money off of this too. But then you've got the micro influencers. And when I say micro influencer, I mean people who have like a thousand followers, but they change their Instagram page to say like personal blog or, or whatever. Like you can change it to like a business page. And it, if you know, you know, okay. So there's this one girl that my sister's friends with and she has just been desperate to become an influencer and she, well, she thinks she is. She will stay posting dumb shit and then she'll post in her story like, oh my god, I got so many questions about the last product that I posted. Um, and if you want to know more, click the link, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you, no one asks you. She'll put those polls up like, should I show you how I did my makeup today? Yes or no? And it says yes, 100% because she probably has a fake Instagram where she goes on and she votes 100% yes and no one else votes. So she, her one vote is why it says 100% yes, okay? She had the audacity to post up this crusty ass white t-shirt it was like an oversized white t-shirt essentially it looked like a men's Hanes tagless tee undershirt that you could get at Walmart okay it had some like distress holes in it you could easily cut holes in your shirt if you really wanted to 
she was like everyone asked me where i got this white tee um it was only 50 dollars. i'm like bitch 50 dollars for a white fucking t-shirt like you can literally get one at walmart for 3.99 it's just a white t-shirt like if you want it to look distressed go fucking stomp it in the dirt a little bit and then run it through the wash like 30 times and cut some holes in it whatever she's like yeah it's only 50 dollars swipe up for a one percent discount like it'd be some like dumb like minuscule amount like never more than five percent and i wonder like are people using her promo code to buy these 50 dollar white t-shirts i find it like so hard to believe it will just be some something dumb like something that you know that no one else wants and they're like oh my god i can't believe that you guys love this so much like okay you can get that at target for half the price but those people are the same people who probably try to sell like it works and stuff like i talked about in the one episode this girl that my sister was friends with before who is literally she's got to be the most annoying person i've ever met in my life ever she doesn't want to work so her husband works and she's like a stay-at-home mom like that's all she wanted to do which is fine i know plenty of people who for whatever reason i don't know why anyone in 2021 would want to be a stay-at-home mom but whatever that's beside the point they're stay-at-home dads too whatever she just sits at home and she orders shit off of like dumb clothing websites like i'm trying to even think of like weird little boutiques that sell super expensive but low quality clothing all day she spends her husband's money all day and she's like oh my god this and that blah 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 blah. i'm like your husband's out working so you can stay home with your crusty ass kid every day but you're spending all of his money like it just doesn't really seem right but enough about her because i feel like when i talk about her like i get so worked up that i sound like the biggest asshole because i have nothing nice to say yeah she also like wanted to wear my sister's skin she was like so far up her asshole but anyway stop 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 how many of y'all watch the bachelor or the bachelorette i am embarrassed to say that i have watched several seasons of both and i'm currently watching this season of the bachelorette and it's just so weird because how do these really attractive people have such a hard time finding someone to have a relationship with or to marry like you think that within a couple of months you're gonna meet your soulmate get engaged and be together for the rest of your life i just find that really hard to wrap my head around and obviously so many seasons have ended with an engagement and then like a month later you see them post on instagram and they're like thanks everyone for your support so and so decided we decided to part ways but we're still so close like thank you so much it's like okay whatever i just feel like there's no way these people can't find someone like stop trying to meet someone at the bar like you're not gonna feed you're not gonna meet your husband there you might you might meet your husband there i don't know i can't say for sure but chances are you're not. You think that all these guys are on here or all these girls, whoever goes on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette are there for the right reason? First of all, you're, you're on TV. Worldwide broadcasted television. These people have a chance to have their 15 minutes of fame, act like they give a shit about you and they don't, and then just hope, like fingers crossed, that they made enough of an influence on people who watch the show that they want them to be the next bachelor the bachelorette like that happens every season there's always one of them but beside the point it's like the dumbest show but i do like the girl that's the bachelor on this season so i just keep watching it plus there's only one episode left i'm just gonna keep watching it but anyway where i'm going with this is that there is one guy in the top like two i guess there's two guys left i can't remember 
if the one guy in the last episode sent himself home or something, but um, there's, just say there's three guys left. The one literally looks exactly like my brother, and when I tell you that my brother has like a million doppelgangers, I'll be out somewhere, say I'm running to the store, or I'm downtown, and I'm parking my car, I'll see someone that looks like my brother, like all the time, without fail, like I've seen so many people, like there are probably two people that anyone has ever mistaken me for, or thought that I really looked like, I don't even feel like he has the most familiar face or anything, but he has so many twins out there. And it's so funny because this dude on the show looks just like him. And I'm like, oh my God, if you pause it and you squint your eyes just the tiniest bit, I'm like, that's my brother on The Bachelorette. Now this is fucking weird. I didn't know that. Why didn't he tell me he was going to be on the show? The fuck? If you have a doppelganger, well, I guess people can have doppelgangers that are famous people that obviously people know are not you, but someone you just really look like, or then just someone on the street that you could see and be like, oh, I saw you. And they're like, I was not there at that time. That was not me. And you're like, oh shit. So anyone who has like a celebrity doppelganger, who is it? Do you feel like you look like them? Does everyone think you look like them? Or just like a couple of people have said that you looked like that person? Um, It's so funny because sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I could see it. And then sometimes they're like, I look nothing like this person. But you're like, yeah, you do. You, You do. You look just like that person. It's not like someone saying you look like, like someone super ugly. Maybe they are. That's just offensive. I know this girl who looks exactly like Baby Bob, which is not a compliment. That'd be like, hey, so-and-so, like, did anyone ever tell you you look just like Baby Bob from Barney? Like, uh, she'd be like, what the? That's not even a human. How do I look like them? The girl that looks like Baby Bob, it was (laughs) someone I used to be friends with growing up, and I'm, like, not really friends with them anymore. We don't, like, not like each other, but we're just not friends. We don't hang out. But I remember her and another friend of ours, we always used to play, um, like, Would You Rather, MASH, or, um, like, Make Those Cootie Catchers. So if you don't know what MASH is, at least, it stands for Mansion, Apartment, Shack House. So it would be, like, name four people that you would want to marry. And it will be, like, I don't know, Jake Gyllenhaal, Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper, Tom Hanks. And you, like, go through and make all these different categories. Like, what kind of car are you going to drive? How many kids are you going to have? And most of the time, you're supposed to put, like, one bad one in there to make it funny. I always cheated and I always ended up with, like, a mansion, the hottest husband, no kids. I make sure that I always got the best answers. But that was, like, a huge thing. I guess when I was in, like, fifth grade, people always play that. Like, I remember my notebooks would be filled with mash. And the cootie catcher, you get a piece of paper, like a square piece of paper, and you fold it each corner in, and then you, like, fold it in half, and then you fold each corner in again, and then fold it in half again. You could put your fingers in it. This makes no sense unless you know what I'm talking about. And you can, like, close and open it, and you say, like, um, the outside says numbers and it's like one, two, three, four. So tell them to pick a number. They go one, two, three, four. And then you open it and then it's colors and it's like purple, blue, yellow, orange, green, whatever. You're like green. And then you open it and close it five times and then you'll pick it up and it'll be like a statement. It'll be like, you're going to get married to a homeless man with 30 fingernails. Something I don't know why I thought of that. Something dumb. People would get in like full on fucking fights about this. Like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want that. Blah, 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 blah. Why did I get stuck with a homeless man with 30 fingernails and you got Brad Pitt? You're going to marry Brad Pitt. It's like, I don't know because I'm in control of the cootie catcher. So I'm going to make sure that I get something good. But would you rather was my shit. 
I remember, first off, if you're playing Would You Rather with a dude, don't because it will escalate into something inappropriate and sexual because that's just how they are they're like oh would you rather eat chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream and they're like vanilla would you rather get your ass eaten or your fucking <laughs> i'm not even gonna finish that so i used to play would you rather with my one friend all the time and he would do that and i'm like listen if you want to play this game he'd be like texting me yeah you want to play would you rather i'm like yeah but what i would rather not you have you ask me weird questions like would you rather hook up with me or hook up with this person? And you're like, lol, uh, neither, bye. But I follow this guy on Instagram and he posts would you rathers every day. And it's really, they're really hard to pick an answer. It would be like, would you rather have um, a dick on your head or a vagina on your ear? <laughs> you got to pick one. One today was, would you, this is forever. Would you rather have the voice of Elmo or Mickey Mouse? And I picked Elmo because Mickey Mouse's voice is kind of fucking creepy. But then you got Elmo. My brother does the best Elmo impression. He's like, how? I'm Elmo. I can't do it. I don't sound nothing like Elmo. I'm Elmo. I suck at most impressions. But I was obsessed with Mad TV when I was a kid. And I don't know if it exists still. But if it does, it's definitely not as good as it used to be. And it was kind of like saturday night live but like all skits it wasn't like i don't know if it was live but there weren't like celebrity like music guests and stuff like that it was just like a bunch of skits but they were so funny and they had reoccurring characters in some of the skits and there was one and um her name was bunny swan and she was this little like i don't know if she's supposed to be asian or what but she's this like really small cute little like asian woman with bangs and like a chin length bowl cut and she just like acts like she knows nothing and asks people like a million questions this doesn't sound that funny but it is there's this one where she's in a candy store and the candy store is like about to close it's valentine's day and the guy's like i'm about to close i'm going on a date can you pick something fast because i need to go and she's taking her good old time and she's picking out candies and then she wants to try them and he's like this is chocolate have you ever had chocolate and she's like oh no i never had the chocolate and he'll be like oh you never had chocolate and she's like no um <laughs> she talks like that but there's one i'm just moving around to, to different skits that she's in but there's one where she's at a movie store and she's trying to find a movie a specific movie and the guy's like what movie are you looking for and she's like i'm looking for the movie you're not the one the one with the man the man he 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 look like a man and he's like okay so that's like every movie this has nothing to do with where i was going where i was going is that i'm horrible at impressions and i know some people who are really good at impressions like i saw this video on tiktok of this dude he does the best walt jr from breaking bad accent and he does like the walt jr challenge and he says different things like uncle hey aunt marie mom why you gotta be such a bitch and i feel kind of bad saying it back because like he's like handicapped in the show isn't he but anyway he does the best accent ever that was such a good show like i feel like i haven't watched any really good shows since breaking bad ended and i've watched it back through like three times and i never get sick of it there are probably like a couple episodes that like are not my favorite but the show is so good and nothing can top it and they did come out with that breaking bad movie after it was like jesse's story like after walt dies and it was really good and i've like watched shows that i've liked since then but nothing as good as that um 
Yeah. You know how this goes. Like, none of this really is cohesive or goes together well. I don't know what I'm going to talk about next. So I just talk about whatever. And I'm thinking about now, because I'm looking at the calendar, like, how the fuck is it August? How is it already August? This summer has gone by so fast. And I was talking with my husband about this. When you're a kid, summer seems so long, which is weird because you're always doing things like all day. Like you're going to the pool, hanging out with your friends or whatever. But when you're an adult, summer goes by so fast and you're stuck inside working all day, every day, pretty much. And you're working for your weekends. And then that's the time that you get, that's your summer. But when you're a kid, it's like, why does summer feel, summer break feels like it's six months. Like I remember being like, oh my God, I can't wait to go back to school to see my friends. You get to that point where you're like over the summer and you're ready to go back to school and stunt in your new clothes with your Jansport backpack. <sighs> I miss that. Now I'm just like, oh God, summer's almost over. That means when I leave work now, it's gonna, you know, well, when I leave work in the fall, it's gonna be dark instead of bright. And I can't go ride my horse after work because it's gonna be dark out. And it's depressing. This summer has truly gone by so fast. But just time in general has gone by fast. Um, I would say since COVID, honestly, it's weird. It was like that lockdown happened and it was supposed to start out being two weeks and that ended up being over a year. And you're kind of like, what? How was that a year ago? Although time felt maybe like it was kind of going slow because we were doing nothing at that point actually went by super fast but anyway fall is my favorite season ever and where I live and I don't know if it's like this everywhere in the country fall is like a week long it is fall and it will be like pretty warm still at the beginning of fall and then by the end of fall it will be cold like 32 degrees or less and then it's winter and then winter seems to last for I don't know eight months out of the 12 months of the year <laughs> that's what it feels like but fall's the best it's like I'm drinking pumpkin spice coffee right now, which I found at Target. They had the Dunkin' K-Cups and they also had pumpkin creamer. And I hate to be that basic bitch, but pumpkin stuff is so good. Brings me joy. It tastes delish. And if you're one of those girls that's like, eh, I don't like pumpkin spice lattes. I like apple cider. Well, I like apple cider too, bitch, but I'm not complaining. I can't wait to wear sweaters and go do fall things and Halloween things. And the only bad thing about fall is that all the girls who think they're like witchy, like witchy spooky bitches are like, oh my God, this is my time of year. Like I thrive in October. Like I don't need to dress up for Halloween because I am always looking like I'm in a costume. No, they didn't say that. But they'll be like, everyone who acts like they like Halloween, like, you don't even know. Like, I wait all year for fucking Michaels to put out all of the pumpkins and I buy all of them. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot only people, only certain people were allowed to, like, fall. My bad. Yeah, let me uh, get into, like, a more serious conversation now. That is not funny at all, but I feel like I have been really, really anxious lately and it sadly stemmed from, if you watch the news at all or like exist at all in this world, you know that there was a giant condo building that collapsed in Florida and one thing that I see my therapist for is I have these, what I thought were irrational fears of 
my apartment catching on fire when I'm not home and my dog's being stuck inside or it collapsing while I'm in there not being able to get out and my therapist would be like your apartment is not going to collapse and she would do all these exercises with me where I would repeat to myself like a million times like your apartment will not collapse blah blah and then this happens and I am terrified I hear a creak in the apartment above me and I freak the fuck out Keep in mind that my building was built in like 2016. It's been built with all the strictest codes that they have and it's gone through a million different inspections and if you've watched the news you saw that this condo building in particular did not pass a couple of inspections a couple years ago and the issues were never addressed and look what happened. So although structurally my building is probably much more secure and sound than that one was and that was also like a high-rise building, thinking about that happening is literally terrifying. I cannot imagine. It was like, oh my god, it was so many people and kids and dogs and I can't like I literally can't talk about it because it's horrible. Um, but I've just seen my anxiety and felt it get so much worse since that's happened. And I think about it every single day. And for someone who doesn't suffer with any type of anxiety or OCD or um, intrusive thoughts, doesn't understand it's not just a snap of the finger and you forget about it. You get fixated on it and then you think of it and you think of yourself in the scenario and what would you do and what would happen my husband would be like, you just need to stop looking at the news and you need to stop thinking about it. But that's also another thing is that I have an issue with looking at the news all the time, even though it's always bad shit. It's always depressing, but I like to know what's going on because another thing that gives me anxiety is not being informed about things that are going on, even if they have zero effect on my life. So all these things that might be super easy for people to stop doing are not easy for me and it's extremely difficult for me to stop checking in on these things. So basically, all this has heightened my anxiety and I don't really know what to do next because it doesn't really matter what my therapist says. I cannot stop thinking about it and then I start thinking about everything else bad that could happen that I thought was irrational. But you look at this and you're like, that happened. You always think this isn't going to happen to me. And then something bad happens and you're like, shit, I've gone all this time thinking this is never going to happen to me. And then it does. I saw on the news with the condo collapse, they showed like a picture of the half of the building that fell off. And you can see inside of one of the rooms of one of the units and it's bunk beds. And I'm thinking to myself, there were two kids that were in those fucking bunk beds. It's probably sleeping. Who knows what happened to them? I'm assuming that they did not survive because it looks like literally they probably would have just, you know, rolled out of their bed. Can you imagine? I like, I cannot imagine. I want to move out of my apartment like ASAP. I don't want to live in an apartment anymore. I want to live in a one floor rancher with no stairs, no elevators, nothing. And I used to feel better because I live on the first floor of my apartment building. Like you're closest to the ground. Well, if your apartment building collapses and you're on the first floor, your chances of surviving are like abysmal. Like you're going to be underneath everything. And my brain is just filled with all of these thoughts and different scenarios and So although I can be silly and I'm happy most of the time, I am definitely struggling right now. And there are not a lot of people that understand it. Even my therapist doesn't necessarily understand it because she doesn't have these issues. 
she went to school to get her degree to learn how to assist people with different kinds of mental illnesses or just a range of different psychological or mental disorders and she gives me advice and it helps sometimes but most of the time like it's something that I've got to get myself to stop doing no one else no matter what they do is going to cure or fix this issue so I know all things aside this has been like a pretty rough year for a lot of people I had a friend he messaged me uh, I was reposting some like facts about OCD on my Instagram story because people are always like I'm so OCD and it irritates me because I literally have diagnosed OCD you saying your OCD is probably someone saying like oh I'm I need to be organized or I need this to be that way things feel like a little out of place you're like oh my god I'm feeling so OCD it's not you thinking that every time you leave your house it's going to catch on fire or you're going to get in a car accident every day on your way to work or just horrible thoughts that get into your head so I was posting these things so maybe people who just throw that term around can understand exactly what it means and how it feels for someone who actually has it to see people who don't have it writing this shit willy-nilly but anyway he messaged me and was like oh my god like I've been going through this um like I just started taking medicine and this and that and one thing that I can say is it's fine if your primary doctor puts you on a medicine that they think is good for you or it's the right medicine for you but follow up with a psychologist or psychiatrist to confirm that that is a correct medication because your primary doctor is not a psychologist or a psychiatrist that can prescribe you know medicine like they can prescribe the medicine but what I'm saying is they don't know what the perfect combination might be for you so I urge you to follow up after that after you prescribe something and see a therapist because your medicine is only going to I don't want to say mask it but it just helps you deal with the side effects of something so unless you're dealing with the actual issue if you're one of those people that's like I don't want to be on medicine for the rest of my life well then you need to do more than just be on medicine because once you get off the medicine you're gonna probably be back where you were before so my friend's messaging me and he's telling me like some heavy shit and I've said before but you feel a certain responsibility when people reach out to you to I don't want to necessarily say protect them but to provide them with the correct advice and I am not a therapist I'm not a qualified therapist I can only speak on my experiences and that's exactly what I said in the other episode but I felt like he was comfortable talking to me about it because he knew that I had dealt with some of the same things so I was just kind of talking back and forth with them and he was asking me some questions and he was like oh that happens to me and then I was like okay now I feel like I need to check up on him like weekly or like every other day because it seemed like he was really not doing well and it freaks me out because if I know that this is going on for him and I just let it be and I don't check in on him like there might not be anyone else messaging him asking him how he's doing or how he is I might be the only person so I don't want them to feel alone and sometimes feels (laughs) heavy like it feels like I'm carrying the weight of someone else's problems when I know I have my own but I also don't want these people to feel like their issues are a burden on me even if it is a lot so if someone reaches out to you and they're trying to maybe relate to you or tell you that they're going through the same thing you don't need to try to like nitpick what their situation is to compare it to yours exactly but just the fact that they felt comfortable enough reaching out to you or felt like you had enough in common to talk to you know you know what I'm saying just let them vent let them say what they feel they need to say and just be there for them instead of feeling like 
oh, I have my own issues. I can't deal with yours too. Because I will never not answer someone's message if they're saying, I'm feeling depressed or I kind of feel like things are out of control right now because you might be the only person that knows about it. And how hard would it be to forgive yourself if something happened because you decided not to check up on them? So I'll message them every once in a while. By every once in a while, I mean like every other day, which is fine. And I'll just say, how are you doing? And some days he's doing good and some days he's not. And I told him, you know, that's that's the way it's going to be for a while. And one day you'll look back and you'll have way more good days than bad. I always say to people that when you're going through something like this or anything in general, like it's not going to define you. It is a page in your story. It's not the whole book. So while it definitely is part of your story, it's not the entire thing. And there's a middle and an end that you can control. There's more than a middle and an end. It's just a fucking page. It's the prologue. But people feel like this is it. This is this is the way it's going to be. I can't get out of this. And I say all of this, but also to make people feel comfortable and that they're not alone, but also to almost convince myself that this, that these things that I'm thinking about and feeling right now, it's temporary. And it always is. I always, always manage to turn things around and get through it. And that's one resource that we totally neglect to appreciate fully is that you're a more powerful resource to yourself than you think you are. Because I know that all these things that I'm going through are things I shouldn't be worrying about every day. It's not healthy to worry about every day. But also, I have the power to figure out how to, I don't know, how to distract myself or how to do certain exercises that might help me relax a little bit. Just take care of yourself and take care of your friends. And I would want this person to know that I'm there for them. But also at the same time, you've got to keep, you've got to keep some type of boundary. And maybe that boundary is simply just not telling them every single detail of your problems, but letting them tell you, you know, maybe they're telling you every detail of their problems. That doesn't mean that you have to tell them everything. I don't really know exactly how to explain it without sounding like, oh, don't tell them everything that you're going through. Maybe make it more about them and less about you. You can just try to relate to them instead of saying, oh, well, this happens to me, but this also happens to me. Just stick to what they're talking about. You don't need to put more ideas in their head of things that could be going on because they'll be like, oh, wait, that actually is happening too. And then you add one more thing to their list. But anyway, that took a turn <laughs> fast. But like I said, that's the way it is. can't believe it's almost two o'clock here right now. Two o'clock in the afternoon. My day is almost over. Thanks for being here for another episode. I really appreciate all of the support and followers that I've gotten on our Instagram page. So far, it's pretty cool. Like I said, if you ever have any suggestions or questions or things that you want to talk about, just send us a DM and we will either respond to you or we'll just talk about it in the next episode. But hopefully my next episode comes out in a week and not two or three weeks because my office caught on fire. So yeah, um, have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. And I hope the weekend comes fast and lasts long. <laughs> Bye-bye.